Hello, and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa, and welcome to episode 57. Episode 50 freaking 7. You know what today is? What is today? July 24th. You know what that means? What does that mean? Ah, we're three days away. I'm sweating. We are three days away, people, from the live show. If you don't have your tickets, sorry, what the fuck you doing? You are missing out. The link to buy tickets is in our bio of this week's episode and every other episode you've been listening. Don't sleep on this opportunity. We are plugging this shamelessly. We're plugging it hard because it's going to be a good show and we do not want you to miss this. Listen, we are going to have so much fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to make it worth your Saturday night. Yes. You get to hang with us, chill with us. Yo, my parents will be there. Oh my. I know. You can be my mom. She's a fun one. Robin is pretty great. Robin loves to have a good time. Let me tell you. It's true. She'll be drinking. Oh, do a shot with Robin. Oh, we'll do one on stage. There you go. If you want to see me and my mom do a shot together on stage, come to the live show. Did I mention our faces are going to be on a stick? Our faces are going to be on some sticks. There'll be some games. Ooh. And some guests. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my. Oh my God. What's that vine that's like, oh my God. Oh. Oh, you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He on X Games mode. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the live show is going to be. So guys, please, please, please make sure to get your tickets today. If you don't get one online, you can get one at the door. Mark it in your calendar. We'll be at the Williamsburg Music Center. You can take the M train all the way to Marcy Avenue. Hey. And get off for a five minute walk. So yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really not that bad of a commute, guys. No, nice easy. and easy. Nice and easy breezy. Beautiful. Cover girl. <laughs> Sponsor us, cover girl, I guess. <laughs> it just rolled off the tongue. All right, guys. We're ready to jump in this week's episode with you guys. Um again, this live show's coming up and it's and it's gotten us to like really reflect on things. This is episode fifty seven, fifty seven weeks, give or take a little bit, because there's been a couple hiatuses in between. Um, and something we've kind of run into this whole idea about starting your own business, your own side venture, your side hustle, whatever you want to call it has been such a rewarding experience and it's been a journey for the both of us. Oh, it's been one hell of a journey, but it's been horrid as an adult. Like it's really <laughs> it's been horrid. Who are you? I picked that up from Scott. He says horrid all the time. And now I say it when something's really hard. Like I just emphasize horde oh kind of like big yikes mm, don't do that <laughs> no i hate that phrase Woof. Ugh. but it has been it's it's this really difficult venture because it's so different from when we were kids trying to do something to now right i mean remember when we were kids and in your neighborhood you used to make like a lemonade stand did yes. you never do one of those um did i do one of those or like a bake sale or something to, like, make a little extra money on the side when you were a kid. No, but you know what my brother did? Mm. My brother would get my parents to buy him, like, what? Like, I think, like, popsicles from the store or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he would go to, like, because I, cause I was, like, a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. He would, like, go to those events and then he would sell them. That's smart. <laughs> he was See? He was very smart. <laughs> it was so much easier when we were kids to go into a side venture or business or whatever it was and actually follow through with it. And something I, sh- I 
found has been kind of struggling when you are an adult and you are going through life is that it's so much harder to start something. And not only that, it's harder to follow through through with it. Oh my God. It's it, so hard. I always struggle with it. Are people lazy or people just afraid of failure? Right. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, so, you know, just thinking about our own ventures with what we've done. Um, I mean, I have a huge fear of failure. You know, I'm afraid of telling people like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then to have it not work out, you know, and to have people just kind of know that it didn't work out. Right. It's like it, almost being wrong about something, too. Yeah, it's it's it can be a little bit crippling that fear. Um, and then I think also, too, it can be a little bit of laziness because I feel like there is this misconception that doing doing this is going to be easy. Mm hmm. I mean, if if we want to kind of take it back a little bit with social media, mm. you know, with social media, we've we've now been able to see what other people are doing out there. Yeah. I mean, we touched on this with Jessica in the last episode that people are only putting out their successes and they're not putting out their failures. Yeah, exactly. So it's like social media is just a small little window into this person's life, but you're not seeing what's behind the walls of the house. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. We see the success of so many other shows and so many other um, influencers and celebrities and whomever they be may be in the social media space, and we don't see what goes on behind the screen. Yeah, so we, we think that success is just going to happen. Yeah, it's this really bad millennial attitude. Oh, I hate it. I, hate I do it. too. What's up with everyone trying to be a CEO all of a sudden? They're like, oh, I want that as my title. I like 25 ago. That's not possible. Like I, I look at them and I'm like, that, that's not how that works. No, 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 no. Like dial down goldfish. Like that's not how this works. (laughs) Um, but I mean, you know, we, we think that success cause there's also, there's also the people out there that blow up overnight. This has happened to, they are the exception. They are the exception. And when you think about it, it is a small handful compared to the number of people that are trying the same thing out there. Well, even when you talk about them blowing up overnight, there's been a, ta- a ton of work usually beforehand. True. There is so much that happens before then that we don't even we're not even privy to. And then they blow up overnight. And that's all that we see. We see their career skyrocket because of one post, one video, whatever it may be. But we don't know what was going on before then. No, we don't. And that's the tough part is that we don't see that side to it. I mean, look at us with the show. Yeah. You know, it's been a long ass journey. And I feel like sometimes we focus more on our hardships we've had with this show than we have with the successes. Yeah. I I mean, mean, we, we talked about this on the last one, you know, we, you know, we want, we want to be big. We want to reach a large audience, that kind of stuff. And we lose sight of the fact of, okay, who have we reached so far? Mm -hmm. What have we done so far? You know, I know people out there who have, done podcasts and have started podcasts and they don't make it past like three months mm-hmm. you know and here well, we are most business later. ventures don't make it past six months you know it's a yeah. whole thing i actually watched the show bar rescue and one of the facts they put behind it is that any new bar that comes out and opens their doors won't last a year and that's uh i can't remember the host name of the show but he says that sixty it's like sixty to seventy percent of all new restaurants and bars won't actually make it a full year. You know what? I would I would agree with that just 
I mean, I have to agree with it. It's facts. Um, <laughs> it's facts. But it's true. We kind of see that firsthand being in New York because yeah. we'll see we'll see restaurants go up and then we'll see them close down. Like we'll see a full life of a restaurant or a bar. Oh my god, there was this pizza place up by my boyfriend's that was open for six months and is already closed. Literally, it's really? already shut down. I we were walking past the other day and he was like, "Oh, by the way, this closed like two days ago." And I go, "What? How?" And like we had just gotten pizza from there really Mm -hmm. and it was actually really good the problem is was that the area it chose to be in there were two other pizza shops on the other corners not the best location that's not the best execution but the pizza was good that's the problem is that there was good quality stuff there but they shut down their doors i don't know why maybe there were other things going on but it was it seemed to be a lot like they almost couldn't take the heat Ooh, they had to get out of the kitchen. Hey. Hey. We're awful. (laughs) But again, it's true. Like, I always kind of wonder how some of these businesses come into the decision of shutting down something like that. Like, are you lazy? Is it the failure? Are there financial issues going on? Like, you only see these successes. And going back to the social media point, we only see them behind our screen. Right. And then we get instant film where they're like, wow, I wish I would have done something like that. Or, wow, why didn't I come up with that? And instead of saying, wow, good for them, that's amazing, we om- we turn it immediately to negative. You know? Yeah. Look at other fitness influencers. You've talked to me about them before. Yes. With like... <laughs> what are you what? asking me here? I'm sorry. I'm trying to follow You're you. You're zoned out. <laughs> just, just a little bit, but I'm following. But it's more <laughs> so like... When you look at other big fitness influencers out there, you're like, how did they get to be where they are? Like, how am I not there? Instead of, wow, they're doing really, really well. You know what I mean? I do that with so many other people, especially working in the advertising world. We see it all the time, especially in digital advertising. We try and see how can I beat out my competition? How can I take them down and build my brand up? Yeah. It's a kind of a shitty mentality, but it's true. And what's tough is we can't let that happen in our personal lives. We can't have the mentality of let me tear someone down to build myself up. That's not how that works. No, that's not how it works. It makes you an awful person. Hell yeah, it does. You know? Yeah. It, It gives you this reputation almost because of it. And I feel like this mentality can translate when you're trying to start something from the ground up, right? You you have this idea, you want to bring it into fruition, but you don't really know how. So then maybe you figure out how to do it, but then all the doubts start setting in, all the anxiety starts setting in. Do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? It's the whole back and forth. I mean, yeah, okay, so I, I see what you're saying. I'm all I also had this thought that, you know, maybe these doubts come in because we think these negative things of other people and we're like, oh shit, if I think this about this person, I'm sure that this is what other people are going to think about me. Well, most of the time too, those thoughts are completely made up and Mm. nobody is actually thinking them. Yeah. You know, no one's actually going to think that of you, especially if they're like a close friend or somebody that you know. I think it has to come with shifting your mentality a little bit too, right? You have to start I'm trying to think of how to phrase this right. You have to start to stop thinking so negatively about all the other people in the space and lift them up instead. Instead of saying, I wish they weren't doing so well. I wish that their post didn't get as many likes and I wish mine did. And change your mentality of, wow, good for them. That was some great content. Wow, good for them for starting that business. Like that sounds like it's a lot of work. It, it definitely has the mindfulness aspect to it. 
as we talked about in the last episode with Jessica, but it, it can be pretty debilitating when you don't bring your ideas to fruition. Yeah. I mean, what if I decided to never bring the show to fruition and brought it over to you of like, let's do this. We wouldn't be here right now. That is true. We wouldn't be here in Gotham Podcast Studio doing the damn thing. Ooh, ooh, check out that plug. Check out that plug. They just got a new studio here in Bryant Park. I mean, yeah, when when you think about it, the things that we've been able to do with this show, I mean, this show hasn't just affected our lives. It's affected other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us, this has been a creative outlet for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, for other people, they've found a connection to us. Honestly, it's helped me so much with my work. Because I'm really? stemming creativity here, I'm able to stem creativity there. Yeah. Different patterns of thinking can evoke different actions. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. That's some powerful shit. That is some powerful That's shit. That's that good, good stuff. That <laughs> good, good? I don't know. I'm see? trying to cuss a lot less now. I'm trying. So I was going to say that good, good shit, which I already did. You but, did it. But it's still like... When you are going and going to do something outside of your comfort zone, whatever that may be, especially if it's a side venture, it can help you in so many different ways. True. Because when you look at it, you're like, okay, I did this. I made this. What what tells me that I can't do this other thing? Mm-hmm. It kind of helps build a little bit of self-confidence in a sense. Yeah. But I think the other side of it is that how do we attribute success? Right. How do we determine something as successful or successful in our own eyes or profitable or good or whatever that may be? How do we attribute that positive side to it? And I feel like that's where a lot of the struggles kind of come with it. And that's how we kind of build down what we're doing. Oh, yeah, because probably what we're doing is well, what a lot of people do is they compare their their level of success to another person's. Yeah. And when your level is lower, you're like, well, shit. Um, and that's when you kind of start to look at it as negative and you start to look at it as pos- as possibly a failure. Well, yeah. And that and that's even harder because then you're automatically going into this mentality. Of you're afraid of failing. You're afraid of continuing on. And then you just kind of stop. And you don't pick it back up and you don't continue on with it. I feel like our success isn't determined by what we do well, but it's determined by what we do in those moments of failure. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing on. You do. I mean, it links back to mental health, but it, it links it back to your character, right? If you just give up when things are hard then you're never going to grow. You're never going to do the things that you want to do. You're never going to be that person that you aspire to be. Yeah. Of course, it's easier said than done. But if that's all you constantly keep doing and you don't change your pattern of thinking, you're still in this really immature mindset, right? Yeah. You you have to be willing to, one, get out of your comfort zone, and two, fail. Yeah, because, I mean, we we learn from our failures. We grow from our failures. Well, look at technology. How many times did Steve Jobs fail before he could create a computer? I actually don't know this question. Hundreds. Hundreds of times? Hundreds of times. Look at Thomas Edison with the damn light bulb. I only know this because in my hometown, that's where he created it. And there's the Thomas Edison and Henry Ford Winter Estates. And this was drilled into my head as a kid. (laughs) So that's where this reference is coming from because I know it. He created, I believe it was 200 different versions of the light bulb. Before he created the one that worked. Wow. I did not know that. Fun fact. 
Fun fact. Fun facts with Alyssa with Floridian Fort Myers history. Yeah, his home is still there. Is it really? It's like a big spectacle now. I'm surprised it hasn't been taken away by a hurricane. Uh, there's been some revitalizations to it, and it's like a very preserved area of the town. But beside the point, beside the point, you have to fail in order to do well. I mean, I look at when we first started the show and we were recording on our own. Our very oh first episode, God. trash. Absolute trash. trash. Don't listen. Maybe. Go listen and laugh <laughs> because you can hear, you could barely hear me. The mic box was broken. Mic box was broken. We're sitting on a couch. We're like trying to balance this mic. Oh my One God. One mic. One mic. Not two. One mic because it broke and we thought we could hear each other. You could only hear Sabrina because of the way the mic was. And you could barely hear me. I was this little muffled thing kind of over here like this. And it wasn't like a full, it was a full episode, but it wasn't. Oh my God. Remember the episode of 22 minutes? Oh my God. The episode of 22 minutes. It's episode 11. I remember. I recall. You remember? (laughs) There are just some times like, I I feel like we don't know what to say. That is true. Um, You know, to make a podcast show, guys, I mean, to just sit here and talk. It's actually a lot harder than it sounds. I definitely thought going into this is going to be a lot easier than what it was. Oh, hell I do. Because no. what you guys don't see in the background is, you know, the organization, like trying to figure out a topic of what we're going to talk about today. Is this a repeat of what we talked about before? Is this relevant? How can we make it new? How can we make it different? Do we do we want a guest for this? If so, who can we get on? How um, do we create intro music? Do we even have outro music? Which we do. But <laughs> the there are so many things that go into it you don't even think about. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of behind the scenes work that from time to time, I'm not saying it happens often, from, but from time to time, it can get a little bit exhausting. We almost don't even acknowledge all of that work because we do a lot on the background. We do a ton. I mean, even prepping for this live show this weekend has been massive for us. We had to find a space. We've had to create mm-hmm. the Eventbrite link. We've had to promote this like none other to everyone and everyone that were almost sold out. And it's really rewarding, but there's a lot of back-end work that never gets recognized. Yeah, Not even by us, but anybody who does that type of side venture. You only look at... you. You'll, people will say, oh, there's been a lot of hard work gone into this, da 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 And it's like, let's talk about that hard work. Let's talk about those struggles, you know? Yeah. There was a couple episodes ago we had to post and we had to edit something out. And normally we don't usually edit when we record... We just do the take as is, but this time we had to edit and I struggled so hard with Ableton. I couldn't figure it out. We use Pippa as our podcast distribution platform. Um, And that's how we get on Apple and Spotify and Google Play, Amazon, all of those. Um, But you can only use an MP3 file and Ableton only gives you a wave or an AIF. And let me tell you. Oh, I remember this Let night. Made you tell were you. so distraught. You were on the couch. You were supposed to go out with Scott. You were like telling me and Kelsey. You were like, "Okay, I'm gonna set this in my room. Hit the upload button." Like, yeah, because the problem was I had to convert the file and I had to find a trustworthy file converter, which I probably have a virus on my computer at this point. 
little funky lags are happening. I don't know. I should probably do a fire scanner to find what's going on. But it was tough because it wasn't converting. Mm -hmm. And then when it did convert, it wasn't uploading or it was taking too long to upload. And I just kind of like got really frustrated and was like, I need to leave the apartment right now. I need to go. I need to not. I'm, I'm out. I mean, also, too, like other complications that happen along the way we've we've had our hiatuses either life happens we couldn't get into the studio like Mm -hmm. the little things the big things and like trying to also kind of find that balance between the show and what's going on outside of the show yeah because it's definitely easy to just like give up but that's not i've always been so you can't just give up no right you have to keep pushing because if you just give up that's more of a failure than if you don't keep trying. I would rather keep trying in something not go well because I continuously kept trying rather yeah. than not have tried at all. You know, because then you can see what you're capable of. Then you can really see what you can and you can't do. Yeah. And I mean, in reality, when you're trying, you're act- you're, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It might not be doing it in the sense of what you think it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. but you're still doing it. As in the words of the great Yoda... Oh, my God. Do or do not. There is no try. What? Do or do not. There is I've no try. I've never heard of this. Granted, You've I'm not never... a big Star Wars fan. Oh, okay. I know. So, basically, if you want to break it down, you know. When, break it on down. When, when you're pushing towards something, when you're pushing towards it, you're actually doing it. When you're not, you're, when you're not trying for it, you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. It kind of takes the laziness aspect out of it, right? Because when sometimes when you say you're trying, it's like a half-assed effort. Yeah, it's not that full-fledged effort you need. When in real, uh, well, when when we think about it, um, very easily we could easily cut ourselves down. True. In that sense of, you know, we're doing this, um, and we kind of get lost, and we think that we're not doing it well enough Mm -hmm. doing it in the in the way that we should be doing it when in reality we're doing the best that we can but is there any real way you should be doing something like there's that too like that's i hate that phrase like oh i should be doing it this way and it's like no you're doing it the way that you think is right and if you want to change it then change it but there's no necessarily right or wrong way to do everything in in life there are there are certain things don't get me wrong it's not to say this applies to everything but majority of the things we do in life, there's no right or wrong way. There's no right or wrong way to have a podcast. There's no right or wrong way to start a business. There's no right or wrong way to be human. I would say there's also no right or wrong way to success. When we look at yep. a bunch of different people who are, quote, successful, let's take let's take artists, for example. Well, let's take a step back. How do you attribute that success to an artist? Mm. Right. So, I mean, this that's a hard question. I know. Um, Look at the EDM scene. There are so many, quote unquote, successful artists in my eyes because they're going to the festivals. They're promoting their shows. They're yeah. on world tours. They don't need hundreds of thousands of followers to necessarily be successful. True. In my eyes, in your eyes, how would you define a successful artist? See... I guess right now in my head, I'm thinking of like the big, the big name people. Like a Taylor Swift? Like, okay. So if, if we want to think about Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift was somebody who started creating music when she was like 14, 15 years old. And I thought she was successful then. Yeah. So she, 
she um was really at first she was a um she was like a writer for her music label she was like helping other artists write songs and then she went in and she recorded her own music she was a ghostwriter she was kind of a ghostwriter i believe and then she went and she recorded her music and then she put it on MySpace and she started conversing with people on MySpace. And that's kind of how she blew MySpace, up. MySpace, what a time. Um, what if a we, if we want to look at Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, you know, he, he's, his name got out there because he had a video of him uploaded to YouTube and it blew up. Um, you know, we, Carrie Underwood. I'm not exactly sure what she was doing before American Idol. I, I don't know for sure. I don't know either. But she went on the show. I don't even think she won the show. No. No. She didn't win the show, but she got on the show, and that's how she blew up. So people have taken these different routes to success. So there's not, well, quote, success, or, like, getting their name known out there. Let, right. let's, let's say getting look their name at, known out look there. Look at J.K. Rowling. She was homeless when she was writing the Harry Potter series. True. That's a prime example. Like, this woman had all odds against her and completely rose out of poverty based on one small idea i think she was like how old was she when she wrote that book great question i don't know i think i think she was somewhere between i think she might have been 30 somewhere like that like late 20s early 30s so to speak but it's of course all this is easier said than done because it's like oh look at that person they created something so big i don't think everything has to be on that big of a scale yeah. As long as you attribute reasonable and attainable success, realistic goals, you can't set out these unrealistic goals for yourself because then that just sets you up for failing. You know what? That is a great point. Sorry. I like, I had a, I had a thought there with that. <laughs> so, but it's true when, when it comes to, um, fitness and stuff like that, there's a thing called smart goals. Uh, and smart goals are, uh, uh, they're specific, measurable, attainable, attainable, realistic, realistic. I know what this is. And, oh, what's the last one? I thought it was testable. Time, time-based. Time-based. So it's basically this concept of setting these smaller goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. When you set these smaller goals for yourself, it's not so overwhelming to get to that big goal. Yeah. I mean, in my weight loss journey, I've been on this journey for almost like two months now, really trying to lose a ton of weight in the next year. When I started looking at things through that type of glass, I dropped 12 pounds within a month. Yeah, that's amazing, Of course, amazing, it's girl. easier said than done. Like I've had vacation, I've gained a little bit, then I've lost some. As of this moment in time, uh, two and a half months ago... I was the heaviest I ever was. I'll be real. I was 198. I didn't look it, but I felt it. Uh, And now I am down at 186. And that's That's amazing. That's incredible. It's something that I haven't seen in like a hot minute. And I still got work to do. But it wasn't until I actually started setting realistic goals when it came to my weight loss. When I'm Mm -hmm. like, I want to lose three pounds this month because that's reasonable with how life is being presented to me. And maybe I want to just be more active this week. Yeah. Maybe I want to go to the gym three, four times this week and setting those type of goals instead of a scale goal has helped me exponentially. I think that's absolutely wonderful. I mean, when, when you take that kind of concept into wonderful, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) When, when you take that concept in other aspects of your life, when you, when you accomplish these smaller goals, you just you feel better, you feel more capable, you feel more 
able to do it, you know? And so that inspires you to keep going when you quote, kind of reach for the stars and it doesn't happen right away. You get upset with yourself. You give up. You give up. You can still reach for the stars, but I think there's just a little, you have to have little things in between each one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course. Of course. You can have a, you have a main end goal because I'm sure you have a main end goal with your weight loss. Yeah. Like I definitely have my goal weight. It's in mind. I would kill to be 165. It's definitely in a healthier like BMI and whatnot. But not that I need to be. Uh, Realistically, I just want to be in a better groove with working out and truly in a really healthy lifestyle again i want to just feel good yeah like yes in in terms of my health i do need to be down on that 165 level but i know i'm gonna get there it's just gonna take some time and i have other goals in between then and now to do first yeah and as you as you keep accomplishing those little goals you're gonna inch closer and closer to that big goal Mm mm-hmm and you and right now you're more focused on those smaller goals because mm-hmm. those smaller goals are more attainable. Oh yeah. And I'm sure in the back of your mind you're thinking as long as I keep hitting these smaller goals that bigger goal is going to be mine. Mhm. We get in there. We get in there. We we chug in along. Oh, you knew exactly what I was going to say really? for once. <laughs> well, you saw me doing the little train dance. <laughs> is that the train dance? Yeah, cuz my hands moving like this. In Bitch, way- you did that dance move all throughout college. <laughs> you call that your train dance? Yes. What? You're trekking along, chugging along, getting there, you going. No, but it's in the motion like this, not side to side, like a train. What the hell was your side to side move? That's different. Is it your boat? That's the boat. That's the boat. That's the boat moving along like a sailboat. <laughs> we just started doing that for like 10 seconds, y'all. Great. Oh, what the heck's happening here? But, I mean, I guess tying it back to it, it's... The, the realistic goals really keep yourself in check, right? You have to, I, I think you have to, one, write shit down. Because once you write it down, then it's real. And then you can assess if it's realistic. Once it gets out of your head, you know, half the half the stuff we keep in our head usually is not realistic. They are complete, just outrageous ideas most of the times. And it takes us to get out, whatever that is, we always say you have to get out of your head. You have to get the ideas out of your head to really work through them Yeah. to figure out how can I make this attainable without it being completely unreachable. Yeah. Well, a lot of times in the process of getting them out of your head, you already begin to work through them. I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten to my therapist so far and I start talking to her about what's worrying me and I'm like, well, you know, there's a way around that. Mm-hmm. There's a way around this. It's like once once you put it out into the open, once you put those thoughts into the real world, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's so much more easier to work through them. I remember running the podcast by my therapist for the first time before it like I even brought it to you. It was like two months beforehand. I was like, you know, I want to create something that I can talk. And she goes, what? And I was like, well, I want to create a space where I feel like I can share my ideas and people can listen and connect with them because I know I'm not the only crazy person out there that thinks this kind of stuff. And I'm like, maybe a podcast would be the right way. And I'm literally, she's just sitting there the whole time and I'm just rambling on. And that's how I came up with the idea for the show. I'd believe it. It was. Uh, But having that third party there, the one that's going to be objective towards you is what you need. Yeah. It's it's important. You have to have that 
that outside source who doesn't necessarily know all of your ins and outs to help you work through those things. And and that can really help make for a more successful side venture business, whatever it may be. Because at the end of the day, if you're starting something, that's success already there. You're creating something out of nothing. And that's something important to remember too. Yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're creating something that people can connect with whatever it may be a clothing brand a restaurant a podcast um whatever it is music especially can is really creating something out of nothing and you're sharing it with everyone around you and most likely people are going to build on that and build with you on that success to make you even more successful because they're just happy with what you're doing yeah i mean if, if people like what you're putting out there they're gonna want you to put more of it out there just like y'all listening to this episode and those coming to the live show yeah y'all but it's true like it's been the most humbling feeling to have so many people reach out to us recently especially with the live show coming up um you know phil reached out to us on on the instagram phil phil Phil, we love you, homie. Like we love your messages so much. Like they, it's mainly me that sees them, but they bring so much joy to my day. It's true. Well, you look at them before I get to them. Mm. That's why I never see them. They're so funny, though. They just make me laugh, and it, and it's just really heartwarming when we do get to hear that we are connecting with other people. Because at the end of the day, we created the show for one reason and that was to connect to other people's and to create a place where people they can feel like they are heard and people can feel like their ideas are valid and that their thoughts are not just their own that other people have these thoughts too yeah that was the whole purpose and we're finally doing that and that's something that we need to celebrate and that's what we're going to be celebrating at the live show yes i'm i'm very very excited for this i'm super excited we're in this together y'all we're keeping it together i know look at that my singing abilities are getting great now look at you did you just you just start to sway your body just a little dance just a little little dance you know how it is you know how it do i mean yeah i support having a great support system is what is going to help you as well i don't even think you need a big support system you just need a few well a a support system in general because in reality it's very very hard to do just about anything on your own when you're on your own you have these Mm self-doubts when you're only analyzing yourself you can be very critical of yourself Mm -hmm. so to have an outside voice or an outside support and say hey this is good i like what you're doing or even somebody that says hey like Y'all got to change this Mm -hmm. just to have that kind of support. I mean, the support that we've gotten from all of you out there who have reached out, who have told me, who have told Alyssa, who love to listen to the show, you know, we would not be at this point if it weren't for you guys. No, we wouldn't even be doing a live show without you guys. The the main reason we're doing it is to celebrate y'all. It ain't to celebrate us. You guys have been the backbone of making our show successful and are the reason that we keep doing what we're doing because we feel we owe it to you guys. Yeah, we do. Y'all are our homies. We're your homies. Come be homies at the live show. Come be homies with us. <laughs> I see Jesse Williams dancing back there too. Jesse Williams. I'm so sorry. We have a new engineer with us today at Gotham and he's just a breath of fresh air, but he looks like Jesse Williams. That's all I'm going to refer to you as. I hope you know this. He's like, yes, bless. 
Yes, bless. I Just know. Say. All right, guys. Well, that comes up on this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Once again, guys, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back Saturday for the live show. See ya. Get your tickets. Keeping I know it's a short one. I'm sure it's what it takes to stop me going.